This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. ...classic and temporary poems for recitation. Winners of the eight regionals go to the state tournament with a chance to advance to nationals in Washington, D.C. Don't forget to visit our website for more stories, podcasts, and videos. Come back often. You can find us online at nowdecatur.com. Another Biden win, another Haley loss. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. I am president and Kamala's vice president because of you. You've had my back and I, we've had your back and we always will. President Biden thanking minority voters celebrating Black History Month at the White House. And then hours later, he was declared the winner of Nevada's Democratic primary. On the Republican side, a symbolic Trump victory. The former president was not on the Republican ballot. Nikki Haley was and she lost to a none of these candidates option. But the primary didn't count in any way. The caucus is due tomorrow. Haley won't be on the ballot then, but GOP frontrunner Trump is. If he wins, he stands to collect up to 26 delegates. Nevada GOP rules prevented candidates from participating in both contests, but eligible voters can vote in both. Nikki Haley's campaign isn't happy about the situation, saying that's why they didn't devote resources in the silver state. Fox's Anita Vogel. House Republicans may try again soon to impeach the head of Homeland Security after a vote fell just short, as they blame Alejandro. Mayorkas for record illegal immigration, but three Republicans joined Democrats opposing it. Why? GOP Congressman Tom McClintock just told Fox. Well, for the same reasons I oppose the sham impeachments of Donald Trump. Uh, the Constitution reserves impeachment for treason, bribery, or other high crimes or misdemeanors. He says Mayorkas is doing a bad job, but it's not a high crime. Now, Border Patrol sources have just told Fox more than a million migrants were encountered entering the U.S. illegally since October 1st, the fastest we've had a million to start a fiscal year ever. A border security compromise bill in the Senate may fail to advance in a vote today. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Israel as talks heat up for a ceasefire in Gaza. Hamas won't see 135-day truce, during which all remaining hostages would go free. But it also says Israel should withdraw all troops from Gaza and strike an agreement to end the war. That's Fox's Jonathan Savage. America's listening to Fox News. Hey, a lot of you know that I learned how to use a firearm when I was 11 years old. I've been practicing my entire life, and people ask me all the time, Hannity, what kind of gun should I get? Well, now I'm telling them, go to Henry Repeating Arms. And I always tell them to start just by going to their website, henryusa.com. You're going to get a free catalog. Now, Henry has over 200 models of rifles and shotguns to choose from. They're made with the finest craftsmanship I've ever seen, and you don't beat their performance Every one I have was accurate right out of the box and reliable ever since. Their company motto is made in America or not made at all. They have a lifetime warranty, family-owned business, and these folks are true patriots who give back to our military, our vets, our first responders, sick kids, you name it. They support gun safety, and they support our Second Amendment. So if you're in the market for a high-quality American-made firearm, just go to HenryUSA.com. You get their free catalog, listed dealers, and free decals, HenryUSA.com. You'll love this company. We referenced that Senate border security bill that may stall today. President Biden will not like that. Border and immigration provisions tied to billions of dollars in aid to Ukraine and Israel are unlikely to advance beyond a Senate procedural vote as Republicans increasingly signal opposition to the measure negotiated for months. Doing nothing is not an option. President Biden puts the blame on crumbling support on former President Trump, arguing he wants a political issue, not a solution. Frankly, they owe it to the American people to show some spine 
and do what they know to be right. The president says if the measure fails, he'll remind voters every day until November why the border is not secure. Trump and the MAGA Republicans said no. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Now, the president is also urging Republicans not to walk away from Ukraine nearly two years after Russia invaded. The onslaught continued overnight. Russia fired a barrage of missiles at the capital, Kiev, and other major cities doing damage, killing at least five Ukrainian civilians. In California, it's of the nine deaths blamed on the storms that dumped heavy rain and caused flooding and hundreds of landslides in the Los Angeles area. Most of those killed, though, were in Northern California hit by falling trees. Now an update on Boeing, which remains under scrutiny. The NTSB says a door plug on a panel that blew off a Boeing 737 MAX 9 jet operated by Alaska Airlines mid-flight last month appeared to be missing four key bolts, saying the investigation continues to determine what manufacturing documents were used to authorize the opening and closing of the plug during the rivet rework. The incident which came as Boeing was working on ramping up output of the jets, leading to the Federal Aviation Administration grounding over 170 of the planes for inspection and halting Boeing's planned expansion over quality concerns. That's Fox's Kristen Goodwin. On Wall Street, we're seeing stock futures up slightly the day after the Dow gained over 100 points. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Illini fans, this year we celebrate the 100th anniversary of Memorial Stadium for the 2024 Fighting Illini football season. Join us in Memorial Stadium as we honor 100 years of tradition and continue to create memories for the future. Season tickets for the 2024 football season are on sale now. Secure your season tickets for homecoming, Dad's Day, and a special rededication of Memorial Stadium on October 19th. Experience more cherished moments in Memorial Stadium this season and lock in your tickets today at FightingIllini.com. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast today. Partly sunny, high near 54. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 45. For Thursday, a chance of showers after 1 p.m., mostly cloudy and windy, high near 58. And Friday, sunny with a high near 64. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 32 degrees. Your WSOY time is 7.06. Good morning and welcome to the Wednesday edition of Buyers and Company. Clay Gerhard, the executive director of the Decatur Park District, joins us. We'll check in with Mark Topper and Topper on Sports and our guest from uh, Memorial. No surprise, got an event coming up and everything. Company starts now. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. You ready for your checkup? we got one of our new uh, cardiologists coming in, new to town, new to Decatur. Dr. Tuwig uh, will uh, join us for Memorial coming up about 7.40 uh, this morning. Clay in studios, uh, executive director of the uh, Decatur Park District, where there's just always stuff going on, um, uh, including uh, outdoor skating, uh, fig- not figure skating or ice skating, but uh, roller skating over the weekend. How did it all go? I um, uh, saw pictures, saw a lot of posts. People were very happy, a lot of uh, great comments. 
But what was the weekend like? Yeah, it was very exciting to see folks come out, and then they came out in droves. We uh, to, to catch you up, just in case, uh, years and years ago, if you get into the Decatur memory books or look back in history, Fairview Park Pavilion used to be the big pavilion, used to be home for an ice rink, uh, and people would go out there in their suit and tie and overcoats and and uh, uh, their ice skates, and and you guys decided to do a little bit of a throwback without the ice because that's very expensive and a pain. Uh, so you brought back roller skating. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, the ice equipment is no longer functional, so we thought this would be a nice kind of homage to, to bring back a piece of history and nostalgia to the community. So um, it was neat to see all the young families come out, as well as we actually had quite a few folks who used to work at the ice rink come. Really? Uh, on Friday night, we had a couple who came at 3.30 before we even started skating, and they were there all the way till 8.30 through the end of the event. And they just sat there and watched, and she worked in the concession stand when she was there, so I took her in and showed her you know, what it looked like now, which it's still, a lot of the equipment's still there. Yeah. Uh, countertops and whatnot, and then uh, we had some of the, the ice rink guards who used to be there were there and came and watched and whatnot. And, so and when did the ice cool. rink close? Uh, 1982, we believe. Okay. Yeah, we can't That's find a lot of data, but it looks like 1982. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so everyone had fun? Everyone had fun. It was interesting to see, you know, some of the youngsters at Real Little, because we don't have a skating rink around here anymore, it took them a while to figure it out, but once they did, they were off and running. We've got about 10 of the little uh, walkers saw those. That, uh, that they can go in front of them with. Uh, and Do you remember when we had our Newhoff party over at the Civic Center? Like, you've not seen anything uh, like Big Matt Hall on skates with one of those walker things. <laughs> I wasn't there for that. Like John Wayne on a horse. You know, you watch those Western movies and go, that's so unfair to that horse. <laughs> and then what, what was cool um, you know, Saturday we got packed and it was like, okay, there's a lot of people here. What can we do? So we did a time where we had all the kids go to the center of the rink yeah. and then we let the adults and the speed skaters go around them for a while and yeah. some of these guys can fly and yeah, they they do the styles and whatnot. Do the and hokey we, pokey. And then we flip-flopped it. We had the adults go to the center and had the kids go for a couple uh, songs. So it was cool to spread it out and uh, it's been well received by the community. All right. Well, it looked like a lot of fun. And uh, somebody did the first $500 in skate rooms. Yeah, Dan Hardy sent me a text and said, hey, I'd like to do something for this event because I think it's a great event for the community. And so he covered the first 500 skate rentals last weekend. So uh, folks showed up, weren't aware of that. They just uh, were told at the, the gate that, hey, uh, Dan Hardy paid for your skates. And uh, we burned through those Friday and Saturday. I think by Saturday night we had gone through 500 skate rentals. So, And it was um, shocking to me, too, how many folks still had their own roller skates and brought their own roller skates, like nice skates. Skates, skates so, or blades? Both. Yeah. both. Lots lots of real um, um, expensive skates, uh, the four-wheel quad skates I saw. So, yeah, it was very cool. All right. I look like everyone's having fun. Uh, all right. So walk me through um, – is there one boat race or two boat races now? So there are two boat races okay. this year. We've got the the boat race that the Park District is sponsoring is coming up June 8th and 9th, and that is the big boats that everyone will remember from Summer Start. Uh, so that's part of the American Power Boat Association, uh, and they will be um, <clears throat> returning to Decatur on June 8th and 9th. And we just found out here about uh, about a week ago that we've been accepted to host the 2004 Eastern Divisional Title Races, which that means, um, you know, that they, between the Mississippi River, you've got the Eastern, the Western, and the and then the Nationals and Decatur, because everyone loved the Decatur race and the course layout in the lake, even though this is our first year bringing it back, they've selected us to be the divisional title series. So that's really cool. So we've already got teams from California, Washington, Michigan, Indiana, all the way to Canada coming for the races here in Decatur on 
June 8th and 9th. And what's the prize money for this stuff these days? You, you know, really, these guys are more in the recreational business. Of they're, they're the guys who are the weekend warriors who do this and whatnot. And so they're really... So it's not the same as before. No, it's not. There will be a prize bonus, which we are still figuring out, but it's probably going to be in the neighborhood of um, 20000 but that's based on sponsorships. But then each boat gets a what they call a tow fee to come. And so it covers their hotel costs and their fuel and things like that. You know, just a couple hundred dollars to get them here. Now, if they're coming from all over, that's going to be a little bit different. But we're going to do what we can with a tow fee to make it worth their time to come here. I just think, you know, the, the lesson learned in the other one is, you know, uh, and people still to this day don't understand, you know, why it, it just couldn't work, is that they were upward of, you know, over $100,000 in asking for prize money. And yeah. there's just, you don't charge admission, and then you don't, you know, and then if the wind blows, they can't be out on the list. I mean, you know, and you got to pay the money, whether they race or they don't race. Right. And so it's like with you with the Devon, it's like, you know, the math just couldn't work. So then the, the crew that was involved put summer start around it to try to make the money and then that just turned into it, it was it just couldn't succeed if you can get these guys here and and, and afford to pay what they need to have paid to get here right. and not have all that money wrapped up in it. It's great. Yeah, and we actually got an engineering firm involved, and they've taken a look at the course layout, and then uh, um, I believe Sean also had the meteorologist involved, and they looked at kind of where the winds come in on the lake, and they're shifting the course just a little bit further down the basin towards the Devon in hopes that that the winds are actually um, a little bit calmer down there, yeah. and it'll be easier to race. So, um, And that's as big a deal. I mean, you, you know, Memorial Day always had rain, but, but I just remember wind being the biggest factor right. about whether yes. they could go or not. Absolutely wins a big deal. Yeah. So we're keeping it simple. We are going to have some art vendors and whatnot down there, similar to what we had for Lake Fest last year. Um, but other than that, it'll be food trucks and then, you know, a few other little activities, but we're not going the the kind of full-scale summer start uh, as they did. Massive arrest day. at the end of the night. Don't <laughs> want that. We definitely don't want that. And we won't be going into the night. We'll be stopping, I think, at 5 or 6 o'clock is when the, when the event ends. Yep. Very smart. Uh, all right. Well, we'll get it on the calendar. Uh, the Park District Job Fair is coming up in just a, a number of days. February 16th. Yep. This is a huge event. We started a couple years ago. Our staff brainstormed this, and uh, we have it on a Friday night from 3 to 6 o'clock, so kids can come right over from school, high school kids, and uh, um, we help them through every step of the process. And, and for me, um, the first year we did this, it was shocking to see the kids sit down at the table and look at the application and just the paranoia in their eyes of how in the world do I begin to even fill this out? And then they'd be on the phone with mom and dad, and what do I put here, and what do I put here? So we actually had a team now that sits at the tables with the kids, helps them step through the application. So it's a great way for not only high school kids, but everyone, anybody who's interested in the seasonal job can come out to the, to the disc on Friday, February 16th, again, 3 to 6 p.m. And that's for all the positions we have in the park district, whether that's the Devon, the zoo, Splash Cove, the ice cream shop, all of our facilities, our maintenance teams, even our airport, everybody's hiring for seasonal employees. And that, that big event is going to be on Friday, February 16th from 3 to 6 at the disc. Okay. So you just walk in and go down to your right. Yep, yep. We'll take you all the way down to the auxiliary gym. We'll have guides to guide you all the way down there. You'll get an application packet. Um, there will be the room set up with tables all the way around, and every single department from the park district will be represented there. And you can walk go around me. and talk and figure out you know where where you fit best. All right, walk me through some of those job opportunities. Yeah, so obviously Splash Cove's a big one. We need, uh, on average, about 100, 120 lifeguards to be fully staffed with all the rotations and whatnot. You've got the, the Devon, whether that's guest services or concessions 
lawns or backstage work. You've got mowing jobs at our parks and our golf courses. Um, you know, if you're a retired gentleman who likes to golf, that could be a great opportunity for you to, to get a job mowing the golf course in the morning. You can get free golf in the afternoon type thing. So, Do you need rangers? Do you still have rangers? We have a few rangers in the late afternoon. We still don't have them in the mornings. Um, we found that that works okay. But uh, in the afternoon when some of the younger guys come out and want to have a party and, and tie one on, we, we have rangers to help keep them. So, all right, this is an interesting conversation to be at. Let's go to this for a minute. <laughs> so, uh, Nick, do you know what a ranger is? I don't think so. Okay. I just say it's, it's kind of an old school thing. Um, and retired guys here in Decatur would get those jobs and hold on to them forever because they oh, could yeah. play free golf, right? Yep. And their job was to keep the course moving, etiquette, you know, whatever it might be. If you're slowing everybody down because you're playing too slow, the ranger was supposed to, you know, be kind of the bad guy for you and go speed up the team that was keeping everybody. Uh, uh, so <laughs> now golf is very different than golf used to be. So what does the ranger actually do? So, uh, like I said, we have rangers in the afternoons, and we'll get some folks who come out at 3 or 4 o'clock and try to get a couple, uh, you know, at least get 18 holes or 9 holes in uh, as we head towards the evening hours. And, you know, once it's night, your, your chances of consuming alcohol are a little higher probably. And uh, sometimes we get some guys who get a little adventurous, and so the rangers help keep them in line, and uh, as well as just keep keep an eye on the course. Right? What There's does adventurous look like on a golf course? I'm just yeah. You seem to be kind of like... Like, you know, um, jumping things with golf carts, ah, guilty, you know, riding on top of the golf carts. Uh, it's not frequent, but it just happens on occasion. So, so this isn't this isn't some sort of old school etiquette thing. This is safety. Thing. Yeah, this is safety. I mean, the pros are in the shops, right? So you don't truly know what's going on out of the course. So it's always nice to have once the maintenance guys are off the course and they're not doing their daily work. They're kind of the eyes during the day. Then you bring in a ranger three, four o'clock, and they kind of ride out the rest of the evening. So. That's interesting. But it is neat that we are getting more guys out there, and we want them to have fun, right? We just don't want it to be chaotic fun. <laughs> I got so, it. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Uh, February 17th, right at the Job Fair, Love Stinks Trivia, Scoville Park West Banquet Facility. Yep. We've just got a couple spots left. Again, these trivia nights are always a great uh, just fun time with our arts team. So uh, they go over the top with everything they do. And so um, this, this is a uh, centered around love stinks with uh, with Valentine's Day coming up and whatnot. So uh, it's out at the Scoville Park Banquet Facility. Doors open at 5 o'clock. Dinner's at 5.30. Uh, those dinner includes uh, Papa Murphy's pizzas, desserts, and drinks. Uh, there is an additional charge for dinner. Um, but the uh, the fee to just register a team for trivia is $200. And if you want a meal, it's an extra 50 bucks. Um, again, we just got a couple left, but there's always great prizes with this. Um, there's, there's lots of entertainment from our arts staff and whatnot. So you can call the park office. We'll get you in touch with uh, who who is organizing that with Megan Dickerson, her team at the arts uh, group over there. But uh, trivia night, always fun, always just a great time out at Scoville. So. All right. Uh, once again, oh, the mummies are yeah. uh, March 4th or 2nd. I'm sorry. That's going to be here before we know it. I felt like not all long ago that felt like a little yeah. ways down the road, but it's right here. Mummies at the disc. First time you've ever had a concert there. Yeah. So we're trying this out. Uh, mummies, uh, very popular here in Decatur again. Um, you know, there's all kinds of rumors of who these guys are, if they're Nashville studio musicians, whatnot, but, uh, they always bring a fun show to Decatur. So on Saturday, March 2nd, that is the same day as the Polar Punch, by the way. So you can plunge in the morning, come 
to the Mummies in the evening. Uh, the show will start at 7 p.m. General uh, admission tickets are just 30 bucks. We've got some VIP boxes available. Folks are interested in that. But, uh, yeah, it'll be a fun time to just try out a concert at the disc. And uh, kind of we're, we're looking at this as kind of kicking off the Devon season, right? We're bringing the Devon indoors a little bit and uh, just going to have a fun time with the Mummies. And then we have a really fun, uh, exciting concert announcement coming up uh, here on July 12th. We're going to have Neil McCoy with Alex Miller at the Devon. Uh, Neil's released over 15 studio albums. He's an older, uh, old-school country guy. Um, it broke through with No Doubt in 1993. Uh, he's been on 17 U.S. No openers. Doubt the song, not No Doubt the group. Correct. I'll go clean that up for you here. <laughs> it's not, Gwen Stefani's not coming to the Devon. No, no. But uh, he's been on 17 USO tours around the world. He uh, received numerous awards through the Academy of Country Music. Um, and then Alex Miller was a standout on American Idol in season 19 in 2021. Um, he's, you know, secured management, signed in Nashville, has hits uh, like I'm So Over You, So Get Over Me, and Girl... And I know a guy. So don't know this guy. But, so uh, uncomfortable for yeah, you right now. No. What? Because I, <laughs> I don't know that guy. I'm not, I'm not, I don't watch American I, I, Idol, I'm but just, there are definitely people out there who do, and they know who I, I, I it. get that. I just, uh, I'm just feeling awkward right now. Um, so uh, go to DevonAmphitheater.com, uh, and I, I look at, uh, July looks pretty full, yeah. right? June looks like it's still got a little ways to go. Yep. Uh, I don't know what August looks like. How are you just overall year to year? Just, you know, yeah, amount of shows. This is a daily conversation between Jamie Gower, Dustin Bradshaw, the amphitheater manager and I, you know, this year is proving tougher with artists. They are, uh, charging just astronomical dollars bands that we would have paid 60 or $70,000 to, uh, within the last couple of years have jumped to 90 to a hundred thousand dollars. And some of the, the groups that we're looking at are just, just crazy uh, prices. So we're probably gonna have to dip our toes in the water and see how far, um, you know, the community is willing to support. When well, I think the price that's higher. Yeah. Yeah. I, I look you, you, it, that either works or it doesn't. And right. you know, I, I mean, the, the, there is a certain level of general public that has always wanted everything and not want to pay anything yeah. for it. And you just, it, it doesn't work. Right. It's, we saw with the Gator Celebration. You know, you can bring in large artists. Again, those artists were costing um, thousands and thousands of dollars. But when it's a free event, it's really hard. So, well, and the problem with that, too, is that, you, you know, if you go see the big stage, uh, you, you know, at El Dorado, nobody left. So right. we're not buying any beer. They're not doing, I mean, because they're, everybody's crammed in there to get their spot to see the big ad. Yep. And there's no revenue. And then everybody leaves. Yep. And so the other thing is we put in offers back in October, November, even um, some in, in December that we're still waiting to hear back because the artists are trying to do their, you know, kind of um, um, keystone cities, whether it's St. Louis, Indianapolis, Chicago, and then our smaller venues like the Devon get filled in between those. And it just seems like the artists are taking longer this year to firm up their summer schedules. So we have probably another dozen offers that are out. Okay. So, that's so a, I guess my point was there's still stuff. And we always have to remember there's stuff that falls in our lap in March and April sure. from, from um, or, or routing dates June, and yeah. nation, things like that. So yeah, there'll be lots of, lots of stuff still to be rolled out. Just asking for like season ticket holders Absolutely. and stuff for, you know, curious. Um, and then what about construction? It's going well. Uh, they're going to be pouring concrete on the, the floors, uh, this week, I think today, tomorrow, and then, uh, the roof starts going on next week for the, um, concession sand addition with the extra bathrooms. And then we are also going to rework the main gate area a little bit to add some additional room on the concourse area and kind of spread people out a little more so it's not so congested there. So that work will be going on too. So, uh, O'Shea's told us it'll be done by May 4th, which is our deadline. So they're going. That's great. Yep. And so we need good weather to continue like this. So. 
look, we need good weather to continue like this for everyone's <laughs> sake, uh, but for you guys, for sure, for, uh, and that's going to be just, such, we'll just enhance the experience for everybody exactly. there. All right. Well, that's good stuff. Uh, all right. So, uh, a lot to cover here today. A lot going on. Uh, you can go buy tickets at devonampitheater.com. I didn't realize there was a Tom and Patty tribute. I mean, I, I guess I missed that, uh, Southern accents in September. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a new one this year. I'm intrigued. I'm good. Uh, the country guys, I, I always feel like I'm inadequate in helping you present them because I don't know anything about it. I just, it's just the old school country guys are harder for me than new school country. I tend to know more of, but, uh, yeah, we're just, uh, excited. They all have like, they're all Luke or something. <laughs> They've all got so many hits. And they, they do. Blah, 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 People blah, blah, love it. Yeah. People love it. I just wish I could be, I, I don't, it's just not my thing. I, I don't, <laughs> I can't. Uh, old school, I'd go Johnny Cash. You bring, yeah. bring like, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, all right, we've got a lot. And uh, when are your opening dates? Uh, uh, what, what, when does the Devon actually open? So the first show at the Devon I is, in May. is in May. It's I think right before May thirty first. Yep, yep. Um, Sister so Hazel that. with Deep Blue something. Okay, mm-hmm. and then the uh, Splash Cove will be Memorial Day weekend. Splash Cove will be Memorial Day weekend. The zoo will be the last uh, weekend in March. Uh, the zoo will open. Uh, and, and then Overlook opens about the same time. All right, what about golf courses? Is that just sort of as yeah, whatever happens? Uh, well, I mean, Red Tail's open now. We've been playing rounds the last three days out there. Um, we were pumping water on Saturday out on the golf course to get a couple feet of water down on hole number one, but they got it open by 11 o'clock. And so uh, guys have been playing out there. Yesterday they probably had uh, 30, 40 golfers when I stopped by in the afternoon. So. Yeah, well, you know, get 50 Great degrees day. in the February. Yep, that's, yep. Uh, that's all for it. Clay, thank you for uh, the work that you do and all your staff uh, for bringing us all the fun and recreation. We appreciate it. Here's Nick Smith with your three-day forecast. Back with more right after this. Today is going to be partly sunny with a high of 54. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 45. For Thursday, a chance of showers after 1 p.m., mostly cloudy and windy with a high near 58. And Friday, sunny with a high near 64. The current temperature in downtown Decatur, 33 degrees. Your WSOI time is 724. Join the fun at the Bushlight Comedy Series at Three Ravens and Monticello. It's Jay Chris, February 15th, 16th, and 17th. Jay Chris appeared on America's Got Talent, The Tonight Show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and Comedy Central. I lost so much weight. It's the Bushlight Comedy Series at Three Ravens and Monticello with Jay Chris, February 15th, 16th, and 17th. Want tickets? Go to the Three Ravens Facebook page. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecator.com. Before we're done here today, I do want to get into a conversation uh, of which I am of two minds about this mother who was 
uh, convicted, uh, uh, the mother of one of these school shooting, uh, uh, kids has been convicted by a jury, uh, of involuntary manslaughter, faces jail time. Dad is up next. And this seems like one of those things where we talk about holding people accountable, right? Uh, you, but it, I think it's a slippery slope. Because there almost feels like in the sense of this. Now, in this case, there's, you know, you don't give a kid a gun. You don't do all these things. But there's also a little bit, I think, of this of, like, how parents can control or not control mental illness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, the the precedent is, you, you know, is every parent now responsible for everything an offspring does because they did or didn't do X, Y, or Z? Yeah, I could see that question coming about. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, people do bad things. People from seemingly happy families do bad things. People from really bad families do bad things. And vice versa. You know, good, right? Comes out of all kinds of... I, I just, I saw this and my gut was to go, yes. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. You know, if they could prove that which they clearly did to this jury that this was a very dysfunctional space and that they, they just, they did things that they should never have done as grown adults. Then yeah, I think, okay. But I think there's also probably times when things happen like this, that people have no idea. Right. And you would have to believe that the, the, the merits of those cases would be argued independent. Yeah. Of- but I also think that people it, with, with lack of an answer on what to do with like the school shooting, you know, people want like someone to blame and they want vengeance on someone. Well, the kids in jail for life already. No, yes. But there, I saw two parents interviewed last night and, and they, they still want people punished. Uh, I mean, beyond the kid who did the actual shooting. And I'm, I, I'm just saying, I think it's okay to go look at this and be questioning about it on all sides. That it's not a slam dunk that a parent can be responsible for what a kid does, even if they do everything right. Now, clearly this family did not. Right. Right. But lumping those two things together is, is not an exercise that has really any value because the parents that are doing everything right would not be judged or it's the first time this has ever happened so we don't know what's coming next this is the precedent yeah so we don't know i I mean do you see fairness in how (laughs) this stuff works and people are running for election and uh, you know and they want a big bonanza thing that gets them all the publicity all kinds of weird stuff happens all right we gotta take a break for news we'll be back stay tuned This is R.J. Crace with your stories now brought to you by Shop on Main. The state Supreme Court has denied a request from State Representative Dan Calkins to vacate its ruling that upheld the state's assault weapons ban. The high court rejected Calkins' lawsuit in August that challenged the ban. Calkins later appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, arguing that he didn't get a fair trial because two Democrat justices had taken campaign funds from groups tied to the defendants. The U.S. High Court denied his request last month to block the law's implementation. On Monday, the 
state Supreme Court also rejected his request to vacate its August decision based on the same arguments. Legal challenges are likely not finished. A gun rights group has vowed to bring a full challenge to the U.S. Supreme Court on federal constitutional grounds. The HSHS St. Mary's Hospital partners will have their cheers for chocolate extravaganza on Tuesday in the main lobby of the hospital beginning at 7 a.m. The bake sale will provide a selection of goodies and raffle items, including four St. Louis Cardinals tickets. More at NowDecatur.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. House Republicans plan another vote at some point on impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over his handling of border security after coming up just short. Utah Congressman Blake Moore was one of four Republicans to vote against the impeachment, but he cast his vote with a purpose. A last-minute switch to no actually allows him to demand a re-vote at a later date, meaning Republicans still have a chance to impeach the secretary once they have just one more vote, like when Majority Whip Steve Scalise returns from his cancer treatments. Fox's Brooks Singman. At least 475 landslides are reported in Los Angeles caused by rain that's been falling since Sunday. Dozens of homes are damaged. California still dealing with heavy rain and mountain snow today after record-shattering totals. The risk for flooding, mudslides, debris flows, and avalanche danger continues. Things will taper off by Friday. Fox meteorologist Janice Dean. America's listening to Fox News. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When was the last time you had your vehicle's fuel system totally cleaned? Did you know that most manufacturers recommend this service to be performed every 15,000 miles or at least once a year to help restore horsepower and your MPG? Well, I've got good news for you. Speedloop offers full-throttle two-step fuel system cleaning services for only $79.95 with purchase of a Pennzoil premium oil change. And they've got five area locations so you can get your fuel system totally cleaned today at Speedloop. United Way Trivia Night is back again. This time courtesy of Design Air Heating and Air Conditioning. Join us Saturday, February 24th at the Hall at 520 for a full night of trivia plus 50-50 and heads and tails games to win some cash. Cost is $25 per person. Teams can be from one to eight players. And sign-ups begin at 530, trivia at 6. United Way Trivia Night 2024, Saturday, February 24th, courtesy of Design Air, where owner Josh Maurer keeps you warm and cozy all winter long. Starting to see a little sunshine. That's right. Today, partly sunny, high of 54. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low of 45. For Thursday, a chance of showers after 1 p.m., mostly cloudy and windy, high near 58. Friday, sunny with a high near 64. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 33 degrees. Your WSOI time is 733. Tupper on Sports on WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at NowDecatur.com. 
Good morning and welcome. Each and every weekday morning, we check in with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. All right, what's your thoughts on this new streaming uh, combination partnership third, third, third thing? My my first thought is it sounds too good to be true. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's got a long list of things that it's going to include. What it doesn't have is a list of things it's not going to include. And it also the other thing that it doesn't have is cost. And I'm assuming this is going to cost some pretty good money if you decide you're going to purchase this ESPN Fox Warner Brothers Discovery sports streaming platform bundle. And I plunked down that money, and I, I think I'm going to be great, and then I'm going to realize, well, I also need X and Y and Z, and now I'm spending more than I was before I got involved in this. For instance, wh- wh- where does it say anything about the regional sports networks? Where are you going to watch the Cardinals? Where are you going to watch the Cubs and Marquee? Where are you going to watch the Olympics? I don't see anything about CBS or NBC. Where am I going to watch the Masters? Um, you know, I mean, we need a lot more answers, and and that's okay because this is this is the, this is new out of the bag here for people to start chewing on a little bit. But I'm chewing, but um, <laughs> I, I I just I can't imagine that we will ever get to where all the live sports I need are really in one place. It doesn't say anything about Netflix. Netflix is going to get into live sports. I think they're going to be one of the bidders on the NBA. The NBA is the second best sports franchise on TV besides the NFL. Um, so I, you know what I mean? I mean, there's, there's, it, it's intriguing, really intriguing, but it's kind of half baked, I think. And um, I want to hear, I want to hear more. I'm not, nobody's, Getting a check from me yet? Yeah, no doubt about a, a check. What's that? Uh, no, I, I I think the Wall Street Journal was breaking this and forced them to kind of maybe get ahead of their their layout or, or unveiling. So evidently they're rolling it in the fall. We'll see what happens. All right, on the other side of the break with Mark Tupper, we'll do a little Big Ten and SEC. This look at Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports, brought to you by First National Bank, the Quality Bank, now open in downtown Decatur. Start 2024 off right with a CD special from First National Bank of Decatur. Offering an annual percentage yield of 5.28, 5.39, and 5.54 for nine months, depending on the product type. For details, visit either Decatur branch at 1688 Baltimore Road or downtown in the Millican Building. You can also visit one of our other branches in Pena, Assumption, Taylorville, or Blue Mound. First National Bank of Decatur, the Quality Bank. FNBQuality.Bank. Member FDIC. Back here with Mark Tupper. All right, let's move over to college. Yeah, because this will be the second topic of the day that I really don't know what I'm talking about. And uh, and and this is another one that is very half-baked. And um, first of all, the Big Ten and the SEC don't traditionally don't like each other uh, and certainly don't work together very well or very often. And so I was shocked to see Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the Southeastern Conference and Tony Petiti, the commissioner of the Big Ten Conference, lock arms and say that they are forming a what they're calling a joint advisory group uh, to carve a path forward for their conferences and really for um, college sports. Um, and, and and this is interesting because um, they there's no um, trust in the NCAA anymore, none. There's been and there's been no reason for people to trust the NCAA. They stopped being leaders 
in college sports a long while ago, and uh, people have gone off on their own because the NCAA can't count, can't be counted on to come up with solutions. And so what the Big Ten and the SEC realize is that they're playing in a different universe than a lot of the colleges, and they don't want Georgia State to have a vote that is equal in weight to the vote that Georgia has. They don't want Eastern Michigan to have a say in what Michigan does. And in order to to do that, the the two main things I think they're trying to accomplish here, there's a number of pending lawsuits right now, um, and they want to get out in front of them and try to settle them. One of them needs to be settled probably this spring, and that's a, I think that's the uh, name-image-likeness lawsuit in which, let's say you were a quarterback in 2010. There was no name-image-likeness, and, and guys are getting name-image-likeness money now. And those 2010 guys are saying, well, I was doing the same thing. I was playing. I was making you money. I was entertaining the fans, and now I want my share. And there's going to – this is in court, and there's going to need to be a settlement to get this one put in the rearview mirror. And the other thing is they want a say in – what I'm going to call revenue sharing, how is money going to be distributed moving forward in a way that would would uh, uh, get congressional support and would be able to pay players in some way without making them employees of the university. And uh, Greg Sankey and Tony Petiti are going to lead this charge to try to solve these problems. And, and this would not have happened had Kevin Warren been the Big Ten commissioner. Kevin Warren and Greg Sankey really didn't like each other. And uh, obviously there's uh, Greg Sankey and Tony Petiti are able to at least speak the same language and have a little bit of confidence that they can come up with some things. So um, keep watching. Um, the, the Supreme Court already ruled that conferences are free to forge individual paths moving forward. And so here's two conferences joining arms saying, let's come up with some solutions. Let's see if we can get Congress to uh, buy in on what we want to do. Yes, it's going to cost us some money, but in the long run, it's it's going to allow us to continue to make a whole lot of money. All right, my friend. Have a great day. Enjoy the weather, and we will check in with you first thing tomorrow morning. I have no idea what the landscape of college sports will look like in a year. It's going to keep evolving. You got these power co- conferences. We've got money, money that went out of their hands, money that's going to athletes that, I mean, it, it, it is, I see them becoming some sort of pay league. Um, and then others that play in the existing format just for the love scholarships, all that. Like two, two landscapes. Yeah, I think I, so. I, I have no idea. And what do they need the NCAA for at that <laughs> point? <laughs> I, in that, we are in complete agreement because, as Mark noted, they've been a useless organization for most of my lifetime. Yep. Just pay, have a pay league, have a, a standard college experience league, and then just be done with it. Okay. I have still a lot on my list, including drama and intrigue at Red Bull. Uh, and, man, do they – does F1 – they may be the biggest group of prima donnas on the planet. As a whole. Oh, I don't think, uh, no. Oh, Nick, I, I, I mean, the, the, the international mystery and intrigue and is this a palace coup by Helmut Marco? I, I mean, come on. Why was the complaint filed in Austria and not where the person worked in England? Oh, Going yeah. back to the Checo thing and all the racism, and and when Christian Horner tried a power move, it got blocked by you know Austria. There's all kinds of intrigue. 
Look at this. Huh? Are you reading the dirt sheets? I'm reading <laughs> F1 stuff that I read every single week. Yeah. Man, this looks like tabloid stuff, this latest Christian Horner stuff. But there's also, like, since the guy died, mm-hmm. there has been a whole lot of behind-the-scenes mess. I mean, there were people all last year asking, why is Helmet Marco still, uh, right. you, you know? And I think Horner tried to do a round-in. And it didn't go well. You know what Omar said, right? If you come for the king, you better not miss. That's, well, but I'm not sure Helmut's <laughs> not the king. That's what I'm saying. Huh? Yeah, you better get it if it's happening. Yeah, I, I, and who knows? It could be just straight out the other thing, and, and that could be it. Or not. It could be completely bogus, right? Right. We have no idea. But with F1, there's always like 19 layers to it. Always. Always the drama. All right. It's American Heart Month, and we have a uh, a real-life cardiologist going to be with us next. They're having an event we'll tell you all about right after the break. Stay tuned. Every child deserves the best teachers, facilities, and academic programs to set them up for success. At Milton Hershey School in Hershey, Pennsylvania, we make that a reality for children from qualifying families who are looking for greater opportunities. Milton Hershey School enrolls students from pre-K through 12th grade from across the United States to live and learn on a beautiful state-of-the-art campus with all costs covered. Are you looking to set your child up for success or know a child who could benefit from Milton Hershey School? Learn more at mhskids.org backslash admissions. You've set your financial goals. One kid plans to go Big Ten, the other Ivy. Your bucket list includes seaside sunrises and sunsets on the slopes, or perhaps a second home away from it all. Busey Bank can help develop the right investment strategy to take charge of the years ahead. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Show your love on Valentine's Day with a gift from Shop on Main or the Party Shop. Choose from our huge selection of balloons. Add a plush animal or a doula chocolate and you'll see big smiles. Prefer a piece of jewelry, fashionable purse, or sweater? Look no further than Shop on Main. Gift wrapping and balloon delivery available. And just for fun, join us for Galentine's on Saturday, February 10th. First 25 ladies receive a free gift. Specials and more from noon to 3 at many downtown merchants. Start 2024 off right with a CD special from First National Bank of Decatur. Offering an annual percentage yield of 5.28, 5.39, and 5.54 for nine months, depending on the product type. For details, visit either Decatur branch at 1688 Baltimore Road or downtown in the Millican Building. You can also visit one of our other branches in Pena, Assumption, Taylorville, or Blue Mound. First National Bank of Decatur, the quality bank. FNBQuality.Bank. Member FDIC. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecator.com. February, right? We're here, and it's American Heart Month, and uh, there's some uh, an event we want to tell you about, and we want to also introduce a new member of our community uh, to the show. Uh, we have uh, in the studios with us here today 
which is our great pleasure uh, to welcome a brand-new cardiologist uh, to town. And uh, Dr. Ling Tuig is with us here from Memorial. Uh, good morning. How are you, sir? Uh, good morning, Brian. All right. So how new to Decatur? Uh, I started here on January 1st. Like real new to Decatur. Yes. All right. Well, before we get into the events, tell me about yourself. Where, where do you come from? How did you how did walk me through your journey to Decatur, Illinois? Sure, sure. So uh, I uh, I started... Uh, in Seattle, Washington, that's where my parents are. Surprisingly, I, I chose medical school in California because back then they had a commercial that says, happy, ca- uh, happy cheese from happy cows, happy cows from happy California. So I wanted to go figure out, figure out what, what is in California that makes everybody happy. After that, I finished my, uh, my medical school and my residency in California. I moved to Mississippi uh, for my general cardiology training and then moved to Florida for my interventional training. After that, I kind of ran out of place to go eastward, okay. so I decided to come up uh, north. I spent a few years in the VA, and then uh, I was like, let's go up a little bit even further. So I went to uh, southern Wisconsin, and then the the first snow, and I was like, <laughs> maybe I should reconsider how much snow tolerance I can get. So I, I moved down to Decatur. Uh, at that time, I was uh, uh, invited since there's a need, you know, the, the community everywhere is always unique and the people are always so kind, like you, Brian. Okay, so, well, that's very nice of you. What, what What is an interventional cardiologist? What does that specifically mean to the non-medically trained folks like myself? Sure, sure. So from the most urgent to the least urgent, the most urgent is your typical, uh, you see people on TV grabbing their chest and then people shove you into ambulance, off you go. And as an interventional cardiologist, uh, we see those patients usually because of a blocked artery in the heart, which we come to call a heart attack. And we open up those arteries. We restore blood flow. You can have somebody grabbing their chest in agony one moment, and the next moment they're snoring like a baby. And that's pretty typical because a lot of times people are so so much adrenaline, so much stress. And when that stressor is gone, they are so relaxed. I'm telling you... A, Patient snoring is like music to my ears. That's amazing. How, how much has changed? You, you know, we, we know that there have been gigantic leaps in all areas. I mean, what you're working with and doing now is so different than 25 years ago. Uh, in this area, how much of that has changed? Survival rates, you know, being able to get people back to health. Yes, yes. So survival rates has drastically improved from uh, back in the 1970s, uh, six, uh, 70s. My program director was 72, so I heard a lot of stories. Back then, emergency, heart attack, survival rate, uh, I mean, death rate is about 10%. Since the advent of putting in stents, uh, by early 2000s, it has already dropped down to as little as 0.3%. So today, I mean, the technology, every single month, every single six months, we're advancing leaps and bounds. I just came back from a conference in Charleston last week about a new, te- a relatively new technology. It's already two years out. And so now we have even more reservoirs that we can do. And not only we can open up arteries, but we can open up, up arteries far safer than we can do as recent as three years ago. So it's just exponential uh, and, and just keeps rolling. It, it's, it's amazing to me. I, I look at... Um, 
you know, our, what we do for a living broadcasting and how much has changed and, and how much, you know, has people's habits have changed. Uh, have people's habits changed with health? I mean, I, when we do a lot of these events and we talk to people about heart healthy and, and, and having better diets and exercise and all that, people still have the biggest say, right? right uh, other absolutely. than like genetics or something they can't help. Right. But yet I feel like we still have a hard time convincing folks that they can do their part in this. That is true. That is true. Some, uh, you know, habits are difficult to change, especially when we had it for a while. But we we definitely notice, you know, with the the cell phones, the technologies, the new health apps, people are definitely paying more attention to their health, which is a great thing to do, and especially with cost of uh, health care is exponentially increasing as well. So I'm really, really glad to, uh, to see all that. With that said, the human side of me, I always tell my patients, Hey, every so often, you got like yourself go a little bit. Why? Because all that, you know, regimented diet exercise is great for your body, but it also creates a little bit of stress in, uh, in, psychologically. Stress is a third, probably the third most common cause for heart attack too. So even though we are paying more uh, attention to our health, but we also need to... Uh, Every so often, check our psyche, make sure that the, the you know the stress is not becoming overwhelming. I'll give you the perfect example of that. Uh, I, I had a I wore an Apple Watch and a Fitbit uh, for like ten years, uh, and I was counting on that Fitbit to tell me how I slept, rather than just whether I felt tired or not, right? right and right. then you get obsessed with the numbers that are on there, and then it just causes stress. <laughs> it's the exact opposite of what it's supposed to do. Exactly, exactly, Jason. You are absolutely right. Okay. Let me ask you this. Tomorrow night, 530, uh, at Memorial, you're going to be having an educational event. What will that be? So the education event is about prime. primarily we're going to start talking about, you know, how you take care of yourself. So that I'm probably one of the few doctors we always want to and our job. Don't we want our patient to be so healthy they don't have to come in see us, especially emergently. So one of the things we're going to talk about more more likely is, you know, here's the most common things that contribute to your visit to me. Hopefully I won't scare too many people sure. away. But after our encounter, this is what we recommend we should make small changes that can benefit you in the long run. Not too overwhelming, not too challenging, but one baby step at a time. Slowly rehab your heart back to health. Okay, how do heart stents work? I mean, I mean, if you could break it down, you know, for us, you know, in layman's terms that we can understand. That terminology has been in my head for years and years, but I'm not quite certain what it is and how it works. Sure, sure. That's a very good question, Jason. You're, you're starting getting into trade secrets here. Okay. But, but, but uh, I mean... Although I really do not like this analogy, but if you think the artery as a pipe, right, mm-hmm. and then you have it stuffed up, and then so we all seen the rotor rooter, which is a lot of patients familiar with. We we can do that, and then and then the the, the difference between a pipe and the artery is that the artery is a living organ. The artery is capable of self-healing where the pipe isn't. It's either working or cracked and not working. So once it's not working, you can replace it. Well, in the heart, it's not so simple. And so on the one hand, um, we, we basically have a reinforced pipe. You know, like if it's cracked, then you put like a layer of metal outside the pipe and you basically maintain its integrity. Uh, instead of putting it outside, we're putting that 
that that uh, maintenance material on the inside. It's a temporary measure because it's a living organ. The bulk of the treatment is actually lifestyle modification uh, with the assistance of medications. So the stent, uh, if you can picture it, it's, it's a hollow tube that is inside the artery, keeps the artery open to allow the blood to flow, but the true treatment is treating the human being as a whole. All right. That's as good as I've, an explanation as I've ever heard, Nick. I can see that, can't you? Uh, all right. Well, listen, uh, tomorrow night, 5.30, and uh, welcome to the community. And we'll put the link. I think you need to register. I think it's the event's free, but they're asking people to register. We'll put that in the podcast, and we appreciate it. Thank you very much. We're going to take a break. Nick's got your three-day forecast. We'll be back with more right after this. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast today. Partly sunny with a high of 54. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 45. For Thursday, there is a chance of rain after 1 p.m., mostly cloudy and windy with a high of 58. And Friday, sunny with a high near 64. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 33 degrees. Your WSOY time is 7.54. This look at your weather brought to you by Brentlinger and Earl Funeral Homes. Sure, it's not the easiest topic to discuss with your loved ones, but at Brentlinger and Earl, we can help guide you through the talk of a lifetime and pre-plan for the unexpected. It's a hard topic, but so very important. I'm Brian Mose, director here at Brentlinger and Earl. Pre-planning your funeral arrangements can help relieve the burden on your family during an already difficult time. It ensures that your wishes are carried out exactly as you want them to be and that your unique life and values are reflected. Just visit BrentlingerandEarl.com and find out more or call me directly at 217-875-1283. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. What is the playlist today, just out of curiosity? It is going to be the first of two days of Super Bowl halftime shows. That's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah, and then we'll do Usher I heard Bruno Friday. Mars uh, a little earlier. Yep. Lady Gaga. Um, Shakira, or it was J Lo. I mean, there's and Maroon Five. Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas. Okay. Yeah, right. I can remember all those. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the the halftime show this year. Yeah, I'm gonna give Usher his own day on Friday. Wow. Yeah, we do that. I've done that every time. So we did the weekend. We did. Um, That's great. Yeah. All right. So if you don't like Usher. <laughs> well, <laughs> twenty seconds. People can get through it, right? <laughs> yeah. Grit your teeth. Yeah. Okay. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, it's always good uh, to welcome uh, new people to the community, especially that, people with resumes like that. And that uh, description, that way of breaking it down to where it, you know, that where you could understand what's happening. I imagine that that that's one of the things that's made him a successful doctor. Yeah, along you know, the way. It, it's a. I would say I would suggest to you that that uh, when in my life, meeting lots of medical professionals, you know, there, there's always the old thing about doctors not having a bedside man. Yeah. Right. Yep. And I think sometimes that's because there's they're so smart and they know what they're doing and understand technically all of it that they have sometimes a hard time translating that into regular language. Right. Yes. And he did that. I mean, you, you know, perfectly. It could not have been any better. Yeah. 
And, and it makes me feel like if I had a heart issue and I went into his office, he would tell me exactly what's going on and give me the, the assurance that I need of yeah. where I really stand. I Tomorrow, mean, that, free event, 530. Wow. Uh, and, uh, you can, uh, sign up and, and go to that open to the public. And, uh, he's going to talk about stents and, and heart health and all that with uh, American heart month, which it is February. Yeah. We used to have a, a big event with the American heart association. Mm-hmm. And I think about the number of organizations that have just kind of gone away or become regional. Yeah. And, and then they're they do not online campaigns and that's it. Yeah. Just... But I mean, there's, there's no connection to the community anymore. Right. We had a big event at the country club. I know Memorial was always involved. They had a big auction, raise a lot of money, a big, big deal. Yeah. And it's just, it's amazing to me the number of organizations, and it's, it's not, this isn't a knock. It's just they decided like, well, we don't need an office there. We'll right. save money by, you know, being in Peoria. It doesn't work. No. Yeah. You, you don't get the direct touch. You don't get to, to, you just don't. I mean, we were involved. They had the Heart Walk. Yeah. You know, and, and Newhoff was always like a, a big part of that uh, for the community. And it's just none of that happens anymore. And maybe some of it was COVID and just didn't come back. I don't know. It's sure. just I don't hear from them anymore. No. Which is you don't really think about it because you're still busy doing all kinds of things. But, wow, it's American Heart Month. And it's like I'm glad Memorial's doing this. Yeah, bring some attention to yeah. it. Yeah, tomorrow night, 530. Dr. Tuig, appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a break for top of the hour. Milliken, not the entire campus, but two of them will be in with us. We'll be back. Stay tuned. We're everywhere you are. WSOY Decatur, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now brought to you by Shop on Main. The Illinois Department of Revenue is encouraging Illinoisans to take advantage of savings offered by the newly expanded state earned income tax credit. Coverage has been expanded to include taxpayers with an IRS-issued individual taxpayer ID number, as well as workers 18 to 24 and over 65. Those claiming the credit this year will see their amount of tax relief increase to a 20% match of the amount given federally. The Decatur Area Arts Council is accepting applications for Arts in Central Park 2024. The event will be September 21st from 10 to 5 and the 22nd from 10 to 4. There will also be a VIP preview party on the 20th from 5 to 7 p.m. The Application fee is $25 and the booth fee is $150. Artists who were accepted the past two years will be automatically accepted this year. Anyone else? You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.